The Productive Woman, Episode 427. Hello and welcome to this first episode of 2023 of The Productive Woman Podcast. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome and thank you so much for joining me in this episode. We're going to talk about getting organized in some key specific areas to kick off the year well. You'll find more information and links to some resources I mentioned all in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 427. This episode is brought to you by Calm. Now, I don't know about you, but some mornings I can just kind of wake up on the wrong side of the bed, or or maybe you have a long day at work and there's still more to do and you're feeling tired and disincentivized, I guess. Maybe you've been feeling like you just can't catch a break. We never know what type of day we'll have, but Calm actually can help us handle every day. And that's why I'm so glad to be partnering again this year with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to help give you the tools that can improve the way you feel. Calm helps you stress less, sleep more, and live a happier, healthier life. Their guided meditations, sleep stories, relaxing music tracks, and daily movement sessions are all designed to give you the tools to improve the way you feel. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm, and if you've been with me for very long, you know that I'm one of those people. Even if you've never meditated before, you'll get the support you need to reduce stress, improve focus, and uplift your mood. And their sleep stories can help you drift off quickly to recharge your brain, something so important to living a productive life. They're also great for getting kids to calm their minds at night so you can rest assured they're getting the sleep they need. If you go to calm.com slash TPW, you'll get that special offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription and new content is added every week. So there's always something new to listen to. So relax. Calm's got everything you need for a happier and healthier you. I enjoy the guided meditations. I've talked about that before, but probably the the element of calm that I use the most is the sleep stories. I've talked about that quite a bit. There's such a variety of styles and narrators. Some of them are actors and other artists you've probably heard of, like Michael Buble, Maya Rudolph, and musician Pink while others are people maybe you haven't heard of, certainly some that I had not heard of before who have become some of my very favorite calm narrators, such as Anna Acton, Eric Bra, and Alan Sklar. I enjoy the sleep stories that take me to a geographical location I've never been to in person and share the experience of visiting places like Mount Everest, Sweden, Easter Island, and so many others. Other Sleep stories are literature-based, sharing perhaps excerpts of literary classics, or historically-based, or just very imaginative. I just know that whichever sleep story I choose, I know it will help me quiet my mind and fall asleep, which is why I never hear the end of a calm sleep story, even some that I have started to listen to more than once. As I mentioned, for listeners of The Productive Woman, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription 
at calm.com slash TPW. That's calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash TPW for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Once again, that's calm.com slash TPW. So let's get into our main topic for this episode. And let me start by saying Happy New Year. I hope you enjoyed a joyful and peaceful holiday season, uh, that it was everything you wanted it to be. Uh, During December on this podcast, if you were listening then, we spent some time looking at managing our stress by looking for ways to find joy in our day-to-day lives and managing our time and to some extent our space by following peace. And we talked about managing our lives by walking in love and letting that be the guiding principle to the choices that we make. Well, this week for the first episode of the new year, I want to talk about the value of establishing order in our lives, specifically with respect to managing our stuff so that we can make room in our lives for the joy, the peace, the love, and the productivity we all want. And before I get into that, my list of areas that we can establish order and get organized, I'm going to do something that I I was thinking about this as I sat down to record this episode. Years ago, I used to sing, and I went to a conference where uh, professional singers were teaching seminars and things like that. And one professional singer that I really admired was talking about performing in public. And one of the things that she said during that was, never apologize when you get up to sing. Even if you're having issues with your voice or whatever, don't point it out because all it does is get people focused on that instead of the content that you're performing. So I've always kept that in mind, but I feel like I need to break that rule right now and apologize for how I sound. This is going to be a challenge to my audio editor, who I happen to be married to, Mike, Uh, but if you've listened to me for very long, you know I don't sound right now like I normally do. And if this is your first episode, first of all, welcome. And let me just say, this is not how I normally sound. I am fine, but I have a a pretty bad cold, head cold, and it's settled into my chest. And so I sound pretty, at least to myself, I sound pretty congested and my throat is a little raw. And so I apologize for that. I hope that it won't be too distracting from the topic that I wanted to talk about because I felt like it was such a a good way to start off the year. So anyway, my apologies for that ahead of time. Uh, But before you ask, uh, I'm fine and feeling fine. I just sound pretty, pretty raw. So all that being said, let's talk about getting organized, getting our stuff in order to set ourselves up for a productive new year. And as always, I like to start with defining our terms and understanding the meaning of the words we're using. So what does it mean to get organized? A lot of us come into a new year with this, uh, maybe a resolution or a goal to get organized this year. But what does it mean? According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, Getting organized means to arrange one's things or one's affairs so they can be dealt with effectively. And I love that definition. And I think it's a great focus for the first month of this year. 
to get organized, to arrange our things, our belongings, our possessions, our stuff, and our affairs. So that that, that is our, our doings, our commitments and our to-dos and all that sort of thing, to get all of those organized and arranged so that we can deal with them effectively and make the very best use of our time, our energy, and our attention, those very important but very finite resources that we draw upon to live lives of meaning and purpose. And so that's what we're going to be talking about this week. Next week, just to let you know, I do plan to get into some some discussion of goal setting, resolutions, intentions, all those sorts of things as we're heading into the new year. But this week, we're going to talk about getting our stuff organized, getting our stuff in order so that we can be productive this year. What is the process of getting a place or an area of your life organized? Um, I think it depends on what you're doing, but the general concept or the general process, I think needs to start with identifying your expectations. So when you look at a particular area of your life, say it's a room in your house or any one of the things we're going to talk about in this episode, if we start by identifying what do I want from this space that I'm organizing? What outcome do I want here? What do I want to use this space for? What do I want to feel like when I'm in this space? What do I want other people to feel like when they're in this space? Start with a vision in mind of the space or, you know, we'll talk about some other areas of, of organization, but what are, what are your expectations? What do you want from this activity that you're undertaking? So that's the first thing. And the next step, I think we want to jump in and start sorting things out and getting them organized. And I'm using air quotes, you know, go out to, um, the container store or the office depot or somewhere and buy containers and baskets and bins and start putting things into it. And you can do that. That's part of organizing. But I think it's important to start once we have an objective in mind, our expectations defined for whatever area we're organizing, start by taking a good look at the stuff that's in that space and consider how it serves or doesn't serve your expectation or your vision for that space and start by purging before we organize. So, you know, whatever space, if it's your kitchen or a kitchen cabinet or a bathroom drawer, whatever it is, what do I want this space to be used for? How do I want it to function? And then pull everything out and look at it and say, is this serving that expectation or that function? So purging before organizing helps make it more likely you're going to achieve your expectation or your vision for that space. But it also takes less time to organize because you have less stuff to actually sort through and organize. So keeping that in mind, those are a couple of thoughts that I've uh, been considering as I am looking at different areas of my home and my life to get organized for this year. Um, Start by identifying your expectations, have a vision for what you're trying to accomplish, and then purge before organizing. And then the third reminder, I guess, for all of us, as we think a big picture about getting organized, is also create a plan for maintaining that organization. So think about what habits you need to enhance or develop so that whatever organization you put in place 
stays in place and continues to function for you. So whether it's developing those habits of putting things away when you're done using them, uh, having time set aside in your daily or weekly routine to tidy spaces and and do another purge, uh, whatever those habits might be. And we're going to talk about some of these things more in the coming year. But remember that getting organized, I guess, is not a one-time thing. And so we need to have a plan in place for maintaining that organization. So with that as a backdrop, let's talk about, oh, eight or so specific areas or categories of our space in our life to get organized for this coming year. And the first one I put on my list was in the general category of Christmas or the holiday Um, getting the holiday stuff organized. While it's still fresh in your mind, do a little debrief about the holidays that we've just been through. What went well? What didn't go as well? What do you want to continue next year during this holiday season? What would you like to do a little differently? Just make some notes to yourself, either in a notebook that you have for this purpose, a journal, or in a note on your, your smartphone or on your computer just while it's still fresh in your mind. And that goes not only to the activities, but to things like your decor. And so one of the areas that I'm, you know, want to get organized and did a little bit as we took our Christmas decorations down was to try to get those organized in a way that will make it easy next year when I get those things back out. So one thing you can do is uh, to prepare for next year already is if you like how you decorated a particular space in your home or your office or wherever, take a few photos of it with your phone and save those in a folder marked holidays uh, and so that you can remember next year what you did and why you liked it. So that's one thing you can do before you take things down if you haven't already done so. Uh, I know a number of people like to keep their holiday decorations up well into January. I usually take ours down January 1st, but that's just kind of our, and that's what we did this year, um, which was just yesterday as I'm recording this. Um, But um, different people do it differently. So if you haven't taken your decor down, maybe take those photos that I mentioned. But as you're taking things down, do a little bit of an assessment of the decor pieces. Is anything broken? Just toss it now. Uh, you know, if it is a family heirloom, you know, take a picture of it. So you have that memory. I'm thinking of a, a friend of mine who posted on Facebook during the holiday season that they were awakened in the night by a crash in their house. And I, I didn't, I don't recall the specifics of the post. I don't know if it was a cat or something else, but their Christmas tree had fallen over and broken a number of family heirloom ornaments. And she was pretty devastated by that. But, you know, uh, it it happens. So there are lessons to be learned from that, but that's for another time. The point is, if things are broken, toss them. If there's anything in your collection of ornaments or or decor that you haven't used in the past, oh, three years or so, consider donating it, giving it to someone who will enjoy it and actually use it. And I've got some things like that. I tend to use a lot of the same things from year to year, but I rotate certain elements uh, that I might not use in a given year. But if I haven't used it in three years, it's probably time to 
to donate it and move on. So get your decorations in order. Uh, get those organized. That's part of getting Christmas or the holidays organized. Uh, second piece of that would be maybe gifts. So all the things that came into your home as a result of the holiday gift-giving season, make sure there is a place for everything. Uh, get that organized. And consider purging things. And by that, I mean, if you got, say, new hair tools, a hair dryer or curling iron or straightening iron or something, or new kitchen equipment um, or new clothes or new kids' toys, consider tossing the old ones, um, the, the old hair tools that these new ones will replace or the old kitchen equipment, any of that sort of thing. Uh, instead of keeping the old one and and having now two or three or more of those things. Uh, so consider that as you organize the gifts that came into your home. Another thing to look at is Christmas or holiday cards. Just if you received any paper ones, as we, we did, there are still people who send those out. And I love receiving them. Maybe with a, some of them have a holiday letter in them that kind of give you an update on what their family's been up to. I really enjoy reading those. We display them during the holiday season. But as you're putting things away and moving into the, the new year, we can decide whether to keep those or to recycle them. If there are any particularly beautiful ones or some that have sentimental value, scan them or take a digital photo of them so that you have them and you can look at them, but they're not taking up space in a drawer or box somewhere. Same thing with photos. If you take a lot of photos over the holiday season, uh, this is a great time to get those organized instead of shuffling them off somewhere to deal with later. Go ahead and take care of them now. If you've printed them out, uh, you can organize them into photo albums or even better, maybe collages or different kinds of things that you can frame and display so that you can enjoy them year round. If they're digital photos that you took, which is what a lot of us do these days, maybe go through them, scroll through, enjoy the, the memory again, and keep only the best of those, delete the ones that, you know, somebody was making the wrong kind of face or had their eyes closed. We don't need to keep them all, right? But keep your favorites and then tag them or organize them into a folder on your phone or your computer, maybe labeled, you know, holidays 2022 or something like that, so that you can find and enjoy them whenever you want to. And maybe there'll be something in there that you can use next year for your holiday photo. So anyway, the first area is Christmas. Get the Christmas stuff, the holiday stuff organized now. Second area to consider organizing now as we head into the new year is sort of food-related stuff. Our pantry, our refrigerator, our freezer. If you did a lot of holiday cooking or baking, you probably have leftover food or at least leftover ingredients from all that cooking or baking. And even if you didn't do a lot, uh, the beginning of the year is a great time to reorganize your food storage. So look in each of these areas, the fridge, the freezer, the pantry, sort through what you've got there. Make sure you, you know what you have. Check expiration dates so you can make sure you can use it up before it goes bad or toss what all is already expired. If you have unopened foods that are unexpired, but you know you're not going to use them, put together a box of food for your local food pantry or food bank and share that with someone who might enjoy and need it. And while you're doing that, 
use the time to clean and reorganize your refrigerator, your pantry, and so on. Um, get things sorted so that the things that are closest to expiration are in the front so you can use them up before they go bad. And while you're at it, maybe organize some meal plans for the next few weeks to help you put nutritious, tasty meals on the table with minimal waste uh, because you're, you're using up ingredients before they're no good anymore. The third area to consider organizing at the beginning of the year is medications and vitamins and things like that, supplements. First of all, check for expired ones. That's the main thing. Look at anything that's expired we need to dispose of. Anything that's been there that even if it's not expired, you don't use it, you're not going to use it. This is a great time to get that disposed of. And you want to do that safely. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, has a web page that advises on how to dispose of various drugs and medications. And I will put a link to that site in the show notes. They have a process that they recommend, a four-step process. They say, first of all, if you're going to dispose particularly of medications and drugs, first of all, they say, remove the drugs from their original containers and mix them with something undesirable, such as used coffee grounds, dirt, or cat litter. Uh, I had never thought of this before, but as they say on the website, this makes the medicine less appealing to children and pets and unrecognizable to someone who might intentionally go through the trash looking for drugs. So that's the first step. The second step is to put that mixture in something you can close, like a resealable zipper storage bag, an empty can, or some other container to prevent it from leaking or spilling out. Then the third step is to throw that container in the garbage And the fourth step is to scratch out all your personal information on the empty medicine packaging to prevent your identity and privacy and then throw the packaging away. So I thought that was a great tip. The website also has a, maintains a list of medications you can simply flush down the toilet, uh, but not all medications or drugs can be handled that way. So uh, I definitely, first of all, recommend that you look into this, um, you know, reorganizing your medications, vitamins, and supplements, things like that but also to follow these steps when you come up with things that you're going to dispose of and then reorganize what you're keeping so that uh, the most frequently used, you know, your daily vitamins, your daily medications, whatever, are accessible to you, but not to children or anyone who shouldn't have access to them. So come up with a safe storage plan for medications. I, I, I thought of this as I was putting this episode together because we are required as part of our licensure to foster and adopt a, a teen from the, the state foster care system. We're required to store medications, vitamins, and things like that in a locked storage solution So uh, to, to protect the safety of the children. So you might want to consider that. And as you're doing all this, as you're disposing of things that are expired, make a list of anything you need to replace, including first aid supplies, and get all that together to start off the year so that you're well-equipped for any medical kinds of things that you might need. The fourth area to consider organizing at this start of a new year is your office or workspace. And that's whether it's at home, like me, I work from home, or if you go into an office or other workspace, 
why not spend some time now getting it organized and ready to help you be your most efficient self and your most effective self at work? So that means, you know, reorganizing your desk, making sure the surface is clear and functional, that the drawers are well organized so that you can find what you need when you need it. Uh, You have the supplies that you need and get those organized so that they're easily at hand. All of those sorts of things. Get that space organized. And again, all of these various areas, we're probably going to be touching on those and going into a little more depth over the course of the next few months. I just want to kind of give you some things to think about this week in terms of areas you might want to consider spending some time on. Another area within the office workspace kind of category is papers. And this might be a great time to get your paperwork in order. So go through the piles of paper on your desk or on your credenza or on your kitchen counter, wherever they are. Um, Sort through those, scan the things you need to keep and shred what doesn't need to be kept. This is a great time to review and update things like your will, your power of attorney, your health care power of attorney, insurance policies, and an emergency evacuation plan. If you know you live in an area where, where you, like we have tornadoes in some parts of Texas, we have hurricanes in South Texas, lots of different things can happen. Some people in some parts of the country um, deal with earthquakes. You should have a plan in place for what happens if an emergency occurs or a flood or something, and everyone in your family should know what that is. Now's a great time to kind of give some thought to that. Get all those things in order and organized so, as Merriam-Webster says, um, they're arranged in such a way as they can be dealt with effectively. And so all those kinds of things, getting your workspace in, in order and organized is a great thing to spend some time on this month. Uh, The fifth area I came up with is our money. It's a great time to spend some time getting our money organized in order so that it can be dealt with effectively. So evaluate our budget and our savings plan. Uh, Sit down with your your spouse or significant other and, and look at that and come up with any adjustments that need to be made. Look at your retirement accounts, reevaluate your investments and consider if any changes need to be made. Maybe make an appointment with your accountant or your financial advisor to talk about these things and you know get all of this in order and going back to the the paper organizing if for us in the United States it'll be tax season soon so why not start now to get all the receipts and the stuff from 2022 together so that you've got all the information either to do your own taxes or to give to your accountant who does your taxes for you the sixth area that we can spend time getting organized now is our clothing. And I touched on that earlier, uh, just briefly in connection with gifts. Maybe you got some new clothes as holiday gifts. And so now is a good time to incorporate those into your wardrobe and still have space in your closet, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. So spend a little time sorting what you have, purging what you shouldn't keep what you don't want to keep. You deserve better than to wear clothes that are worn or stained or unflattering or uncomfortable. All those things, toss them or donate them depending on what condition they're in. Make space for the new things that are coming in and get them organized 
all your clothes for the current season, move the out of season clothes, maybe to a less convenient location. So that when you go into your closet to get dressed in the morning or pull open a dresser drawer, what you find there are clothes that you enjoy wearing, that you feel good in, and that you can get that are in good condition. And so get them, get things organized that way. One, one thing that uh, I thought of, and I may do this myself, is to consider the the old trick that I've heard in several different places of as you reorganize your clothing and get your closet back in order, hang everything up backwards with the hanger facing backwards and leave it all that way until you wear whatever's on a particular hanger. Once you wear it, you turn it around to hang the normal way. And any hanger that's not turned around to face the normal way by the time the season changes, that means you haven't worn it in however long it's been since you did this process. And maybe you can donate that and make space for other things that you actually will wear. Uh, the next item is, or category of, of, of things to get organized is a, the digital world. And there are a number of things under that category that I think is now is a great time to uh, to look at and get organized with. And the first one that came to mind for me was our passwords. Uh, there have been multiple security breaches on major websites over the last year or two. And so all of us have a digital life, right? Most of us do our banking online these days. We do lots of shopping online. So we have tons and tons of accounts and there's a password for all of them. And I hope we've all learned not to use the same simple password for all of them. Uh, That seems easy, but that is an invitation to being hacked and losing some really important information or losing control of your account. So now might be a great time to change your passwords for all your key accounts and make sure that each account, particularly financial and medical types of websites, anywhere where your credit cards are entered or anything like that that you wouldn't want somebody to have access to, make sure each one of those sites has its own unique password and that it's a complex, secure password. So not, not a word you could find in the dictionary. Um, I'll try to find a couple of articles to link to that where they talk about how to create a really good password that is less likely to be hacked. Generally, the last time I researched it, the experts were recommending that passwords should be at least 12 to 14 characters and you know, using different kinds of characters, uppercase, lowercase, numbers, uh, special characters, different things like that. Uh, so make sure that each one of your important accounts has its own unique password that's like that. And I understand that makes it difficult because you can't memorize them all. And so for that reason, I would urge you to consider if you don't already use a password manager that you look into using one. I've talked about this in the past. and There are several available at, on a subscription basis, uh, and they're really modestly priced overall. Some like One Password, Keeper, or Dashlane, those are three commonly known names. I have used LastPass for, I, I don't know, eight or nine years at least. Um, I am uh, honestly reevaluating my use of LastPass right now due to a security breach on LastPass 
in late 2022. So I may be switching based on recommendations in several expert articles, evaluating password managers, and they identify their top recommendations. Several of them recommend 1Password. And so I may be switching to that, but I will also link to several articles that I read that do this, that evaluate the different password managers and give you their recommendations. So you can check that out. But what a password manager does is it creates a secure online vault where that stores all your passwords and, um, and it's encrypted and it's pretty impossible to get into. Um, but that saves them for you and it can actually log you into your websites. There's a way you can set it up to do that. And it can, these password managers can suggest good, strong, secure passwords when you sign up for a new account. So again, if you don't already use a password manager, I strongly recommend that you do that. And at the same time, uh, be working on changing your passwords for your key accounts to make them more secure. Another digital area that we could get organized in is our subscriptions. What services or websites or blogs, et cetera, do you subscribe to? Evaluate whether you're actually using them and whether they're free or have a charge. Unsubscribe from those that don't add value to your life. Simplify your life. Get organized that way. Uh, Also, it's a great time to organize your computer desktop. Get it cleaned up, organized for efficient and effective use. Instead of having your computer desktop strewn with icons for documents and apps, um, get those things all filed away and organized in a way that you can search for them and find them quickly, and you have a cleaner, clearer space to work in. And same thing with smartphone apps. This is a good time to kind of reevaluate and look at what apps you have on your phone and clear out those apps that you don't use. Make sure the, the apps that you keep on your phone are up to date Uh, So get any updates done that need to be run and organize those apps in a way that makes sense to how you use them. So for me, the four or five apps that I use the most frequently on my phone are in the dock at the bottom. I use an iPhone. So they appear on every screen of my phone. And then the next group that I use the most are on the first homepage. I have apps that I use for my legal practice, kind of all grouped together on one page, that sort of thing. So think about how you use your phone and the apps that are on it and get those organized to make your use of it more efficient. And then the final area that I guess I would recommend that we consider getting organized is not stuff in the sense of it being physical possessions, which is a lot of what we were talking about here, but it's still an important area that now is, whenever now is, now is always a good time to get this organized. And that's our schedule. Um, So as we, we start off the year, this is a good time to look at our schedule, our weekly schedule, upcoming events and commitments, Look at what we need to do to prepare for them. Do you have a vacation coming up or a business trip or a project at work or something that's going to be happening at your home that that requires preparation? Get organized, get some thoughts together, spend some time getting that project organized and making sure that you're going to be prepared for it. Or if you've decided it doesn't serve you and your goals for this year, now is a good time to cancel or reschedule if that's what needs to be done. 
And as part of uh, getting our schedule organized, we can develop a better planning routine. Uh, I've talked recently about Laura Vanderkam's book, Tranquility by Tuesday, and her recommendation of setting aside time on Friday afternoons to plan for the next week. And I love that idea. That's part of uh, what I am incorporating into my routine to get ahead of things, to get organized, whether it's realizing, oh, I need to you know, shop for this item or that item, or I need to spend some time thinking about this thing because I've got that activity coming up next week. Now's a great time to start developing that habit and getting our schedule organized. So those are several ideas of areas of our life and our possessions to think about getting organized as we head into this new year. I would say a couple of things, kind of big picture as we think about this. I don't want this to be overwhelming. I'm not suggesting you should do all these things you know, today. Getting organized can turn into a project all in and of itself, but it's important to remember that the purpose of getting organized is to put our possessions and our affairs in order so that they can be dealt with more effectively, so we can be more productive, and make lives that matter as we've defined it. And we need to all try to keep that in mind, that uh, getting organized, it serves an end. It is not an end unto itself. And the second thing I would say is don't try to do it all at once. Small steps matter. We've talked about this in recent episodes, that instead of trying to do everything at once, just do a little bit consistently. Maybe I'm not going to tear my kitchen apart to get it organized, but I'll start with one drawer and look at what's in it and decide, does this belong here? Is this the right place for it? Do I even need this thing anymore? Etc. A little bit at a time and taking those small steps consistently over time gets you where you want to go. And finally, I, I say to you, because I, I need to remind myself not to let getting organized become an unconscious excuse to procrastinate the actual doing. Perfect organization is not necessary to live an effective, productive life. We can start pursuing our goals while we are, little by little, getting these various areas of our life organized so that we can manage them effectively and show up as our best selves in this new year. So those are my thoughts uh, on some areas to think about. I'd love to know what you think. Which area in your life, whether it's one that I mentioned in this episode or something I didn't mention, could use a little attention to be more organized so that you can be more effective and more productive this year? You can share your thoughts on that or your questions about the topic in the comments section of the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 427 or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. If you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, let's encourage each other there. Give each other ideas about how to get these these areas organized and maybe match yourself up with someone who's, you know, heading the same direction, who wants to get the same areas organized as you do, and you can help encourage and motivate each other. If you prefer to share your thoughts on this or anything else for that matter with me privately, you can always email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I'd love to hear from you. 
Two more quick reminders. Uh, the new the Productive Woman Mastermind groups are launching in the next couple of weeks, mid-January. If you're not aware, these are small groups. There's no more than five women plus me in each group. We meet in Zoom for one hour a week for 12 weeks for support, encouragement, and accountability in identifying and pursuing individual goals. These are paid masterminds facilitated by me, and I have just a couple of spots left for the winter 2023 masterminds as I'm recording this. So if you're interested, if you've been thinking about it, visit theproductivewoman.com slash mastermind to read more about the mastermind groups, and you'll find there also, um, you'll find some recorded sort of testimonials from women who've participated in the past who share what their experience is like. And you'll also find the link there to a short application. So if you think you might be interested in taking one of these last couple of spots, don't wait. Check it out. You can fill out the application in just a couple of minutes through the link at theproductivewoman.com slash mastermind. It doesn't commit you to join by submitting the application. It just lets me know you're interested in more information. And then I'll, I'll give you that information. You can decide whether to proceed. But again, don't wait. We will be starting by the middle of January. And I only have a couple of spots left. And finally, remember, for listeners of The Productive Woman, Calm is offering that exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription by going to calm.com slash TPW. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash TPW for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Do check that out and let me know what you think. And that is it, my friends, for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, thank you for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. I look forward to talking with you again soon and hopefully with a stronger voice when I do so. But until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. Matter.